Hi, everyone. I'm Alex, and this is New Wine, your weekly time to pour it up. Now, I'm not just talking about pouring you a good glass of wine and sitting on your couch and enjoying a good show on Netflix. I'm talking about pouring into you. How are you doing? This is your weekly moment where you get to kind of forget about all your obligations, all of your responsibilities, and check in with yourself. So, It's time to pour some life into you. And this week, I'm talking about identity. But before I even get into the episode, how are you doing this week? How's your life been feeling? How is your life maybe changing this week or changing in this season? Have you taken inventory of that? Have you realized how much you've grown since this time last year? Are you learning more about yourself? Are you allowing God to show you more about yourself? I learned that as I continue to grow into the woman that I am becoming, because I haven't, I don't know her yet, you know, I'm still like growing into her. I'm beginning to love the process of becoming her. And I'm beginning to see how God is grooming me ultimately for the next seasons that he's bringing into my life. And he's doing the very exact same thing to you. So lean into that journey, clear out the distractions. Let's have some girl time and just talk it up. But Like I said, this week I'm talking about identity, who we are, what we believe, what we see when we look in the mirror, and what God says about us. What does God say about you? If you didn't hear last week's episode, this season of the podcast is talking about putting new wine into new wineskins. The same old, same old just simply won't do anymore. You've got to go to the new wineskins. You're growing, you're changing, God is elevating you, your mind is shifting, relationships around you are changing. Honor the newness that's in your life this year and command your spirit to only allow the new things in your life. Only allow yourself to pour into the wineskins that are able to hold you up. I talked about that in last week's episode. So if you didn't get a chance to check it out, please do so. But this week we're talking about identity. Who are you? I will publicly admit that there have been a lot of times where I didn't really know who I was, especially growing up. I put a lot of my identity in my family and my friends and accolades that I received and clubs I was involved in and, you know, just the image of this good girl. I put my identity in that because I felt like that is what made me who I am. That is the version of me that was most accepted by others. And because I had that pattern of thinking, I eventually was thinking, you know, who I think I am doesn't really matter. Who other people think I am is what matters most. And that can be just so far from the truth because who you know yourself to be is 10 times more important than who someone else says that you are. And so if you struggle with identity, if you struggle with just showing up as the woman that you know you are, if you just even struggle with, you know, presenting yourself out into the world as the person who you know yourself to be, or if you struggle like I struggle, like just hiding behind all these frames of quote unquote perfection, And you're like, I'm not that. Like, I have so many other things that are a part of me, so many mistakes that I make that don't seem to get attention because it's just kind of covered up in all these other things. Like, you have a place here on this podcast and you have a place in your world, in the world that you live in, because God is wherever you are, He's there. 
you have a place this week to kind of shed all of that off and open up yourself to receive the truth about who you are. You know, when I was growing up, I really was so wrapped into what other people thought of me that, like I said, it became the leading mantra for how I thought about myself. And now as I've gotten older and I realize, oh, everyone has a little bit of family trauma. Everyone, you know, has friendships that don't last. You know, the accolades start to get fewer or more people are achieving the same things as you or people are better than you at certain things. And so, you know, who you know yourself to be is going to be important because all the things that you may hide yourself behind will not last or they'll change or something will be different in a season or it'll be revealed to you in a deeper way. And you're like, oh, I thought that that's who I was, but that's not who I am anymore. And so as I'm in this continuous work of living more in my God-given identity and taking those steps every single day to kind of show up as the Alex who God has called me to be, not even the Alex that I think I am. Like I genuinely want to just feel what God sees about me. I want to sense that. I want to believe in that. I want to speak that over my life. And I'm going to speak it over today's podcast with you so you can accept those truths in your life too. But it's a continuous work and it's a daily belief system that we all have to tap into because it can be hard. Living in the world where there's so many, you know, descriptions of beauty, so many descriptions of success, so many descriptions of, you know, belonging in this world that if you get caught up in trying to play over here, play over there, fit the puzzle of your family, fit the puzzle of your friends, fit the puzzle of your career or your job or a new relationship in your life or a new opportunity you have in your life, like... If you try to fit the mold of all those things and you never know who you are, you're going to let those things kind of control you. A couple of weeks ago, I came across this tweet and it was amazing. It's by Kiki Palmer. I don't know if you've seen it, but so she was getting a lot of backlash about her looks for whatever reason. Kiki is gorgeous. (laughs) If you don't know Kiki Palmer, just Google her. She was like our childhood friend growing up and she's like that girl today too. But you know, people going to comment, people going to be negative. That's going to always happen. So people are talking about Kiki's physical appearance on Twitter or in, in Instagram. And she responds on Twitter and she says, I wish I could bottle how I feel about myself and sell it because some people take comments to heart and these people just say anything. I mean, it's truly insane to say anyone is ugly, but especially me and three laughing emojis. So I love this tweet by Kiki because it just challenged me in this moment when I read it. Like, what if we all had to bottle up how we felt about ourselves and sell it? Like, would you ask everyone around you how they felt about you before verbalizing your own thoughts and gathering your own opinion about yourself? Like, would you take all their opinions and put it in your bottle and put that on the shelf? Instead of getting out what you feel about yourself, would you wait for t- wait to see what others put in their bottle <laughs> and say, oh, well, they put having nice clothes in their bottle or they put, you know, whenever they look in the mirror that they are happy about their natural hair or whatever they may see in the mirror. Like maybe I should put that in my bottle. Maybe I should change my hair around so that I can be beautiful or so that I can become across more accepting to others. Would you even think that your bottle would be worth a high price? Like really sit and think about that because it challenged me when I read this tweet and kind of 
convicted me, maybe, because I was like, oof. I don't know if I would be so quick to put my bottle out there for people to pick up. Like, I think I have a level of confidence, but like privately, I don't always have the most confidence in myself. And it's it's areas of my self-identity and self-esteem that I'm still growing through, you know, because of scars from a young age, because of moments where I let like negativity sit in my mind from a young age, I'm still working through that barrier as an adult. And so I was challenged in this moment, like, man, I need to really sit and think about, think about that and think about, you know, what I would put in my bottle, number one, if I had to bottle up how I felt about myself and sell it, like, man, would it be worth it for someone to pick it up or would they pick it up and be like, oh, she don't really think the best about herself. I'm not even going to buy that bottle. You know, like sit and think about that. And it's it's okay if you may, if you're at the front of the line, like, oh yeah, I'm good with that. Then girl, give us, give us the tips. But if you're in the middle or you're in the back of the line, you're like, I'm not too excited about putting my bottle out there because I don't really know how I feel about myself or I'm not as confident as I would like to be in the feelings towards myself, then that's okay. Because you know what? You're with me. We're together. And we're going to get through it together. And we're going to build our confidence today and going forward for the rest of this year. But, you know, I'm hoping I can boost your confidence today. Be your little cheerleader in your ear. Be my little little cheerleader in my own ear. (laughs) You know, when you're feeling down or just being swallowed up by self-pity or just being swallowed up by negative negative thoughts about yourself or you allow someone's opinion of you, you know, deter you from your own belief system in yourself. So as I'm thinking about identity and I'm praying about this episode, preparing about this episode, I could not not share scriptures about identity because I think that the more that we speak the truth of God's word, the more that it's going to get in us. If you are a note taker, pull out your pen and take some notes. If you like to hang postcards around your house, get those postcards out in your marker and get some tape. Write these down and put them up around your house. Put them in your bathroom mirror. Put them in your car. Put them on your refrigerator. Put them on by your TV remote. Put them by books that you read. Put it anywhere that you're going to see it on a daily basis. So that this word gets into you. We kind of did this last week and just talking about, you know, how we have to speak it, speak into ourselves, because if we don't, somebody else going to be speaking and they're going to be the right voices. I tell you that. So <laughs> speak into yourself. Write these scriptures down. The first one is from Colossians chapter two, verse starts at verse seven through eight. And this really kind of sets the stage for us as we go forward. So it says, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world. Rather, be captured by Christ. Listen to those words, especially in verse eight. And again, this is Colossians chapter two, verses seven through eight. Verse eight says, don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies, high sounding nonsense, meaning it sounds good, but it's not really the truth of God's word. These thoughts about who we are, who we're supposed to be, what what we should look like, what we should wear, how we should present ourselves, how we should do this, and da 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 
all those things, some of those things come from high sounding thoughts that were derived (laughs) from the world and they weren't derived from Christ. And when you're in this in this struggle of your identity, you know, it starts between your ears. It starts in your mind. That's where the change is going to happen. And so many times, like when I think about, man, why was I so insecure about myself? Like when I look back at pictures of me at young age, I'm like, man, I was so cute. Like, why was I so insecure? And, you know, it's because I allowed the world's words to get into me more. I allowed TV and lack of representation through media outlets get into me as a way that I had to look or as a way that I had to be. I remember being like in third grade, wanting to be shorter because I felt like I was too tall for a girl. You know, it was moments growing up, middle school, high school, probably high school, college, where I felt like my skin was too dark, where I'm like, man, I, mean, I should, I, if I had lighter skin, I would be accepted more by men. I would be pursued more because lighter women were perceived as more beautiful. And I just look at all these notions that I really thought were true and really thought that it meant that something was wrong with me, that something went wrong in my creation process that, man, I have to fix this so that I can have a great life, you know? And I picked up these things from the enemy's camp and tried to change my identity time and time again. And that only led me to do way more work to get back to the true identity that God had planted inside of me from the very beginning. And so that scripture sets the stage for us as far as, you know, releasing those thoughts that the world may try to plant into us. Maybe it's even been like family members or friends who speak negative to you, have called you ugly, have said that you're never going to be accepted, you're never going to be loved. Like maybe people close to you or who you thought would accept you, have not accepted you. And that's caused just another wave of insecurities in you. And for you, I say like, that must be very painful, but not just that. I will, I will, I'm going to also say that God has space for you to grow even from that, that even in that space where you felt abandoned and felt lost and felt hurt by, you know, people who were supposed to look out for you, In that space, God can heal. In that space, God can restore. In that space, he can show you who he's always called you to be before those negative words got spoken over you. Our next scripture is from Psalms 139, verse 16 through 18. It says, you saw who you created me to be before I became me. Before I'd ever seen the light of day, the number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. Every single moment you are thinking of me. This is this makes me cry. Wow. It says, God, this is how God thinks about us. Every single moment you are thinking of me, how precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Oh God, your desires toward me are more than grains of sand on every shore. When I awake each morning, you're still with me. Man, that scripture for me, just maybe I needed that today in my spirit. Like that's just so encouraging because when I think about like moments where I felt insecure or felt lost or felt abandoned or felt like not pretty or not accepted enough, I never left God's mind. You know, this scripture says that God knew who I was and created me to be before I became me. Like, Before I'd even opened my eyes to see the light of day, the number of days on earth he planned for me, he 
in every single moment when I wake up, when I go to bed, when I go to work, God is with me and he is thinking about me and he has me on his mind. Like God is not like people who forget about us or who lose sight of us or who get, you know, sick of us or anything like that. Like God loves us and he's always thinking about us. Like believe that. That's from Psalms 139. And our next scripture is Jeremiah 29, 11. If you've probably heard this one before, but it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a future and a hope. If you ever wonder, what does God have planned for me? I don't know what's going on. What is this? All you got to do is speak this scripture. God has plans to give me a future and a hope. You may not know what that future looks like, You may not feel the hope that he has planned for you, but that's his plan. His plan is to prosper you, not to harm you. God is for you, not against you. God made you how you're supposed to be because he is for you and because he has plans to give you a future and a hope. Ephesians chapter two, verse 10 says, we have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. I love that opening line. It says we became his poetry. It's like God was singing a song of like, man, I would love to be, I would love to have this or I would love for it to be this way. And like we were created because of the love he felt in his heart. And that's just beautiful to me to read. And and hopefully it is for you to hear too. But God loves you. God created you from his own love. Not because he thought that this, let me tell you something. (laughs) Well, I'll save that for later. Let me go to the next scripture. So the next scripture is 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 4. It says, You should clothe yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. Now, you know, sometimes I would hear the scripture in church and I'm like, so you mean to say I'm ugly because you want me to focus on the inner me and not the outer me? <laughs> or you want me to focus on like, you know, a quiet spirit, a gentle spirit, like, you know, I would just kind of deem those things less worthy than my outer appearance. And it's quite the contrary, where God looks at the heart, man looks on the outer appearance, but God looks at the heart. And it doesn't mean to say that like you're ugly because you have to focus on what's within, but what is in you comes out of you. If you, you know, if you are the most beautiful person in the world, theme by myself. Like maybe I think that you're the most beautiful person in the world, but you have a nasty spirit. You know, you are hard to be around. You are selfish. You don't really like to give. You don't really, you're not kind to others. You think of yourself more highly than others. I don't want to be around you. And that makes you an ugly person, you know, internally. So I don't want that spirit around me. And that's kind of what this scripture is saying. Like, Don't worry about the clothes that you wear. Instead, focus on the beauty that comes from within. Doesn't mean we walk around looking raggedy and be like, you know, I'm just focusing on the beauty that's within. No, no, no. I think there is a way that you that you can present yourself to make yourself feel beautiful. You can do your hair. You can do your makeup. If that's your thing, if that's not your thing, then go natural and like teach us all a lesson about having glowing skin. But whatever, whatever your thing is like. You know, be in that space, but also focus on what is inside of you. Focus on your heart. Focus on having the right mindset. Focus on being kind to people. Focus on loving people who don't look like you. 
Like focus on that. And that's going to help you be more beautiful from within. And that inner beauty definitely shows in the outer beauty glow. I, I'm a testament to that for real. Okay. Our last scripture is Matthew chapter 6, verse 28. All right. It says, kind of what I was just saying. And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in, in all his glory was not dressed as beautiful they, as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? These are scriptures that I would say put around your house and everywhere that you're going to see physically on a daily basis because they're going to speak life into you. But like that last scripture says, you know, go out when you go outside. The next time you go outside, like that last scripture says, Look at the plants, look at the trees, look at the birds, look at the flowers that you may pass by and be like, man, they're they just there. <laughs> they're just there because that's they're supposed to be there. God put them there. They're growing, they're doing their thing and they're beautiful. And sometimes we can look at those things in nature and think that they're more beautiful or think that they have more purpose than what we have. But in this in this scripture, it says, you know, look at the lilies of the field, look at the trees in the sky, look at the birds who fly around. They don't do anything to make themselves beautiful. They don't they don't worry about, you know, growing or not growing. They just exist. And sometimes they're tossed away, like the word says, in the fire. And sometimes they're here here today and gone tomorrow. And if the lilies grow so beautifully without a concern of their beauty, how much more should we live without a concern of our beauty? Which really speaks to Kiki's tweet. Like it's it's insane for someone to call anyone ugly, but it's insane for you to believe that you're ugly. It's insane for you to walk around this world to think that, you know, you're less than someone else. Like we don't have to get concerned about the beauty of who we are. Like God shows off his beauty in us and through us. I know sometimes when I was growing up, people would say like, don't you know you were bought at a high price and God thinks the world of you? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I know that. Like, I know that. But that didn't always make me accept myself, like just because I knew that and heard it a lot growing up in the church. I still had a hard time believing and trusting in this truth. And I think because sometimes, and I'm kind of ashamed to say like, it didn't feel like enough. And maybe you feel that way, even as I kind of said those words to you, like you feel like it's still not enough. I think for me, like it felt like God had to say I was pretty. I, he had to love me, you know, kind of similar to like how our parents like have to quote unquote love us. Like they have to say that we're the best at this every at every sport. And the picture was beautiful, even if they don't like it, like they have to do those things. And I felt that kind of same way when I heard that phrase of, don't you know you were bought it at a high price and God thinks the world of you? I'm like, yeah, like I do, but that didn't feel good enough to me. And in that moment, like those moments were real where it didn't feel feel like enough and it felt like God had to love me. And it planted like, I guess maybe in a sense, like a false hope of who I was and like not actual reality of me, like learning about who I am because I just was supposed to put on this mantra, well, God loves me, so... I guess that means that I have to love me. Now, over the years, I've done a lot of work to really get to know myself and really love myself where I can see now, like, I know why you love me, God. And, <laughs> you know, it's I love me too. Like, I don't just love me because I think that God loves me so much. Like, I genuinely love me because I've spent time with myself and really dedicated 
you know, my time to growing, maturing, healing, forgiving, and speaking God's word over my life. Like I said earlier, the master of your identity is going to flow between your this side of your face and this side of your face, your right ear and your left ear. It's going to flow between this, which is your mind, your brain, your think space. That's where the change is going to happen. So as you pray those scriptures, as you even listen to new things that God is going to tell you about yourself, ask your mind to get into alignment with what God is speaking over your life. Ask your mind, like like mine, be open to a new sense of belief, be open to a new system of operating. Like we're not going to operate from the same mindset of that we're not good enough or that we're going to accept every comment that people want to say about us. We're going to believe what God says. And if those questions, you know, like, what do you believe about yourself? What would you say about yourself? How would you describe yourself? And if if any of those questions like make you feel uncomfortable, you're not alone. I definitely feel uncomfortable when asking those questions, especially if I get asked it like in a public public setting. But I challenge you to push yourself through that uncomfortable and be all into yourself in those moments and really ask yourself, like, what do I think about myself? If I had to put a bottle on the shelf to give away, you know, how I felt about myself, would I think it's worth it or or would I not? Or would it be worth something to someone else or would it not? For any of my teenagers out there, on the previous season, I had a part of the podcast called Pour It For It, where we just pour encouragement, you know, knowledge, wisdom into the next and upcoming generation. I don't necessarily have that format this season, but I think as I speak, things stand out to me. And in this episode, Specifically, like I definitely think about the younger generation. I know in my teens, puberty got the best of me. I would have breakouts randomly. And no matter how much medicine or how many dermatologists I went to, my face would just break out. I went through this time in my life where I just felt very defeated about my identity and specifically about how I looked, you know, because of breakouts that I would get on my face. You know, and I think for any of you who may feel that way too, whether it's related to puberty or not, maybe it's you don't have the best clothes that you think you should have or you don't have the right facial structure that you think you should have or you don't have the right skin tone that you think you should have. Like all these thoughts that I know I felt as a teenager that I'm, you know, still breaking doors down to not believe that about myself today. You need to awaken to the truth that you are the loudest one in the room. No one else is feeling more defeated about you than you feel defeated about you. If someone else speaks negativity negativity over you, but you're in a space where like, that doesn't even register to me, you're going to be much more capable of hopping over that hurdle versus you being in a negative space and other people adding to that negative space is going to sink you deeper in, you know. When I felt so defeated about how I look for some years, you know, I assumed that that was other people's thoughts towards me too because I also had negative thoughts about myself, right? But now I realize that I was the loudest one in the room. (laughs) And sometimes, most of the times, the only voice speaking. I've had people over my life, you know, say mean things to me, but the person who was the most critical of Alex was Alex. And if that's you today, I just pray that you are released in this very moment from just speaking negativity over yourself, that from this day forward, You are going to live your life 
as your biggest cheerleader, that you are going to blast your mind with good thoughts about you, that you're going to speak God's word about you, that you're going to be an encouragement even to other people because of your belief in yourself. I had the idea of how I look blasted in my mind so loud that like if someone called me pretty, I would be like, oh, they probably just called me on a good day. Like that can't be true. I was convinced that I did not fit a beauty standard growing up. And, you know, it was just a frustrating time. (laughs) And like Kiki said, you know, it was just insane for me to just kind of live in that space, you know, thinking so much of my outer appearance when that has so, so little to do with Alex and who Alex really is. But I hope that encourages the next generation. I hope that you take those lessons from me Take those tools, those scriptures and write them out, print them out, think about it, speaking to yourself. Just the other day, I was going through some old boxes and I found this journal from, I don't even know what years. I was younger. I was a teenager. I found this journal and I was looking at it. And usually I'll like keep little notes or little journals and stuff from over the years. But I'm looking through this journal and I just see all these thoughts about like, Am I pretty enough? Like, man, I wish I, I was more accepted or this this person seems way prettier and they seem to get most of the traction from, from boys and just writing all these thoughts, all these thoughts. And not one of those thoughts was like, Alex, you are good enough. Those people just aren't for you. And that's okay. Like people have a type at the end of the day and like maybe you're not their type. And that's okay because everybody's not my type either. But I'm looking at this journal from my, from my younger years and I, I, I was just... I, it made me sick to my stomach to read how I was just so convinced of this, of, of, of my, of my identity. And it made me realize, you know, how the enemy tried to creep in from a very early age and twist how I viewed myself. So I would be less likely to walk into the rooms, less likely to film on the podcast, less likely to show up as my best self and believe in myself with confidence, you know, as I got older. He was trying to capture me in this cave from a very young age. And he's doing the same thing to a lot of people, especially someone who's listening to this podcast. He's doing the very same thing to you. He's trying to twist your mind to believe the opposite of what God says. Like scroll back up, rewind the podcast, listen to those scriptures and gather even more scriptures than what I read and speak God's truth over your life. Look in the mirror and get to love that girl in the mirror. If you don't do it, someone else will try to show you who you really are. And the enemy will be one of those people. And the wrong voices will be a couple of those people too, because the enemy will love to take you captive and keep you in a place where you just lack confidence. If you lack confidence, it's going to be a lot harder for you to go when God says go or show up when God says show up or do this when God says do that. It's going to be harder for him to get you into those rooms that you that you dream about, but you just think that you can't do it. I threw this entire journal, <laughs> journal away when I was going there. I'm just like, to hell with that. Like, I'm not going to sit here and sing one more swan song about my looks, about my identity, about how I think that someone else has it better than me or how I got it worse or how something must have messed up with my creation process. Like, I'm not singing that one more time. I'm not writing in any other journal about that one more time. I have stuff to do. My focus has to be so intentional in this season that I just cannot allow any thoughts like that to consume me because I have so much work to do. There's so much work to be done for the kingdom on earth that like... I don't got time for that. I genuinely don't. And you don't either, you know. So 
Listen to the thoughts that kind of come into your mind. If they are thoughts that speak life about you, you need to write those thoughts down, set them on fire and never look back. Think good thoughts towards yourself. Increase the confidence that you have about yourself. If you don't know something and you think that you, it's like a lack of confidence and knowledge, ask God to give you knowledge. Ask God to give you wisdom. Read a book. Go to the school. You know, use tools out there to kind of grow yourself. If you feel like you're lacking in an area, you know, that you can physically go read a book about, go read a book about it. But don't let your confidence about your identity, about how you look, about how people accept you, how boys reject you, any of that. Don't let that consume you. Learn from me, please. And bring all those things, bring all the things I've said so far in the podcast, bring the Scriptures I read in the podcast to mind when you want to pick up that low self-esteem or self-doubt. Or just like when the world's voice and its beauty standards seem impossible to reach. <laughs> you know, everybody wants to change their body these days. Everyone can nip and tuck their face. Everyone can like, you can fix your toenail at this point. If you don't like the way your hand is shaped, you can fix it. Like whatever is wrong, just fix it. Just pay money, just get in debt, just fix it. It's a trap. It's a, it's a trap. Not to say like, if that's what you want to do, Go do it. Many years, I wanted a nose job. I feel like I just wanted it. I wanted my nose to be slimmer. I ain't about to pay for that, but that's something that I wanted for years. And maybe I will get it. I, I doubt it because I, I mean, I, I, I love myself. But like the point of me saying that is like, sometimes you may want to get work done on yourself. And I think that's okay to a certain degree. I just don't think that like, in my opinion, I don't want to make that decision to get work done on myself because I, it's coming from a place of insecurity or a place of lack. Because I've seen that, you know, no matter how much you add to your life, if you don't fix what's going on in here, in your mind, the outward stuff won't help it. If you don't fix, you know, how you feel about yourself, getting your body done ain't going to help. It. You're going to still look in the mirror and think that, you oh, you need to fix this. You need to keep fixing stuff, keep changing stuff so that you can get to this place just surrender that, like surrender that idea. And if you choose to have something done with your body, then like choose it from a place of overflow of confidence, not from a lack of it. And that's just my tube stand on it. I, this is my podcast. If you got something to say, you can say it. You can DM me, <laughs> write a comment or say that I'm wrong or whatever. I'm not always right. So, but that's just my two cent on it. And that's just like my heart towards it too. One thing I sometimes do when I'm in private and when I'm just having a bad day or just struggling or whatever, I put my hand over my heart and I listen for it to beat. And I listen for that rhythm with my hand. I get really quiet. I feel it now. I get really quiet and I allow no distractions. And I close my eyes and I just feel my heart beat. When I do this, it really helps me to remember, you know, that my heart is beating for me, that this life that I have, this heart that I have, the organs that I have, the brain that I have, it's it was made for Alex, not for anyone else, not for my parents, my sister, my friends, my cousins. Like this heart was made because I'm alive. And it's such a simple thing to do, but I promise you it helps me and maybe it'll help you. But Putting your hand over your heart and just realizing like this, my heart is beating for me. If I don't get up and be proud of myself, like what the heck am I doing? Like my heart is alive. It's keeping me alive for me. 
you know, like not for someone else, not to be appeasing to someone else. It's for me, like my body would tell you if it could speak, I'm their favorite person in the world. So if my insides feel that way, why can't my mind feel that way? Why can't my my words say that? Like, why can't I believe that about myself? And so do that with yourself. Find a way to live and enjoy your life because your heart is doing its part to fuel you and give you life on this side of heaven. And you have to start believing in yourself because doggone it, you deserve it. And it's what God calls you to do. It's what he calls you to be. So so that's my part of the podcast for new wine into new wine skins, taking out the negative thoughts about ourselves, replacing those thoughts with good thoughts towards ourselves, controlling what we say out of our mouths, controlling what we believe about others. And like Kiki Palmer say, put how you feel about yourself in a bottle and give it to others. Turn the comments off of the world. Don't get caught up in the likes. Don't get caught up in the comments. Don't get caught up in who shares your posts or who interacts with you. Get focused on what you feel about yourself. Get focused on how your heart is beating, how your life is feeling, what your mind is saying, how you're speaking about yourself how you showing up to yourself, like speak about that, think about that this year. And I promise you by this time next year, it's going to feel way different than before, way different than before. So that brings me to the part of the podcast that I like to call, You've Been Corked. <laughs> so You've Been Corked comes from the word corked. And when a wine has been corked, that means that the cork of the wine has been infected and contains a bacteria which can leave like a bad odor to the wine, can leave a bad taste to the wine. And if you poured it into a glass, like it would look very similar to a good glass of wine. But once you taste it or smell it, mm, it's going to be bad. And so essentially this part of the podcast is where we talk about how we stink. Like what's going on inside of us that makes us stink? I open it up, but you're welcome to share the things that like may be inside of you that you want to share on the podcast. You can hit me up on Instagram at underscore new wine podcast. Um, you can DM me, you can write me a message, whatever is most feasible for you. But I want to dig into this this week. No judgment. Okay. This is a judgment free zone. This is a place of rest. This is a place of openness <laughs> to what God has to say about us and just some good old girl time. And this is no judgment. So something you know, that I want to speak about that, you know, how you could be corked, meaning that you're carrying around flavorless wine, you're carrying around an odor, the fruit that you give off of your life is not as tasty as you think. All right. So if you've ever been in a place where you feel as if you look at people based off their outer appearance and you automatically assume that you know them, you automatically assume the worst about a person, or you only pick friends who are quote unquote cute in your eyes, or you only show kindness to people who quote unquote have connections to get you to your next step. No judgment, no judgment, okay? I want to say that you have been corked. Something inside of you is off. Something in your mind or your heart probably both, has convinced you that you know how someone else is based on how they look. Maybe someone potentially taught you that or you saw that from a young age, you know, but now you're quick and maybe you have in the past called someone ugly or called them trash 
or say that they're not worth it in my eyes or I'm not going to hang around them because they don't have the same clothes that I wear um, or I'm not going to invite them to my birthday dinner because they probably can't afford it. Like if you have those thoughts that just pop up in your mind when you think about people or see people, there's grace for that. Okay. There is grace for that. There is a grace for this type of behavior and type of mindset. And I encourage you to just receive that restoration in your heart, in your mind, in your eyes. Like God can restore the way that you see others if you find yourself becoming like way too critical or judgmental of someone else. He can open up your heart to just show love towards people, regardless of how they look or speak or how they dress or how influential they are or how influential their friend circle is. Um, Because if you let that judgmental spirit sit in you for too long and go undressed, the fruit of your wine will begin to spoil. The fruit of your life will begin to be flavorless. So when you lose your flavor, it doesn't just affect you. It affects everything around you, especially the people who are closest to you, your children, your spouse, your friends, your neighbor, your parents, your brothers, your sisters, your cousins people who are in that inner circle with you. That's who it affects. And sometimes we don't know it. Sometimes that's how we've been raised. So we don't even know that we're not seeing clearly, you know? And that's why I say that there's grace for that because you may not know that that is what you do or that's your response to people if they don't look a certain way or they don't have the, the exact beauty standards that you want, that you think people should have. You may think that they are just less attractive and you like to vocalize that. Or even if you say it in your mind, when you look at that person, like I just encourage you to do some work in that area. I encourage you to ask God for forgiveness, to ask him to restore your mind and put you at a place where you can start to see people how he sees them. And you know how God sees people from within. If your heart posture is not in a place where, you know, it's open and you and you just want to judge people based off of how they look, then God cares less about that type of behavior. Like he cares less about the beauty on the outside. He cares more about what people look at, look like on the inside. And that's the kind of people that we should be and the kind of people that we should be presented out to, that we should present out to others, too. If you want to further be challenged in this area, I encourage you to watch The Chosen. It's a TV series that follows the life of Jesus and his ministry with his disciples. It will not just paint like a beautiful picture of like Jesus' life on earth with the disciples, but it'll just show you like truly how Jesus' kindness is revealed in his love towards people. And it's one of the most amazing shows I've ever watched in my entire life. Like I cry probably during every episode because I'm just amazed at how this Jesus that is depicted in this TV series, that's the Jesus that I know, the kind Jesus, the convicting Jesus, the Jesus who just walks with you and sits with you, who challenges you, but loves you through the process. Like that's the Jesus I know. So if you want to be challenged even more in your walk, watch The Chosen, start from season one. I think they're going to do like a total of seven seasons and it's currently on season three. So start at season one, get caught up. It's a truly an amazing show. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm so happy that you listened, that you're on the ride for season two of the New Wine Podcast. If you did enjoy it, please be sure to give us a rating, a like, and a comment, and subscribe to the channel, whether you're watching on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify Podcasts. Um, Be sure to share with a friend um, as well and encourage them because where there is new wine, there is new power. And I want you to take what we talked about this week 
and give yourself the power to live out something new. Think new. Think different about yourself. Believe in yourself. Have confidence in yourself. Show up as yourself. Show up like you're going to be chosen. Show up like you're the child of the Most High God because that's the truth. You can always change the narrative of your life and become your best self at any moment. And I find that the best moment of that life change happens when you connect with God and you allow him to write your story. Um, That's what I'm doing. That's what a lot of you are doing. And that's how we can live our lives as examples to others. It is when we let him write our story. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, cheers. Bye. (laughs) 